It's Cookie Lab. Hi, and welcome to Cookie Lab. I'm Jill. And I'm Chris. And Jill, I have a knock-knock joke for you. Oh, let's go. Knock-knock. Who's there? A banana. Banana who? Banana, banana. Knock-knock. Who's there? Orange. <laughs> Orange who? Orange, you glad I didn't say banana again? <laughs> I've, <laughs> I'm not 100% sure you executed that <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> but yes, I am glad you didn't say banana. I know. But I want to hear I want to hear all about the banana cookie that you brought today. I did. I brought a banana cookie. I had some bananas rotting <laughs> in my house. And I also needed to come up with a cookie for Cookie Lab. And I said, self? There must be a banana cookie recipe. And you go on the internet and you will find a plethora, a bunch oh, of bananas. A bunch, if you will. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I am excited to bring this banana cookie. Uh, I had some of our friends do a little taste test the other day. They said that they liked it. It is some banana cookie recipes are designed to be very cakey mm, like a as if it were a banana bread cookie yes exactly and is so, this a banana bread cookie this, or just a banana cookie this is supposed to be a chewy banana cookie and it just chewy banana it reminds me a bit of banana bread i would have liked it a little chewier i think it looks delicious let me tell you Tell me. It might be as delicious as the history of bananas is fascinating. Wow. <laughs> what have you got? What have you got? Well, we love something that goes back in time, don't we? Mm-hmm. Well, bananas are believed to have originated up to 10,000 years ago. Excellent. And some scientists believe that they were the world's first fruit. Wow. Isn't that amazing? I never thought of yes. that. Yes. Yeah. What was yeah, the because first... it seems it seems exotic. It does seem exotic. They the first bananas are thought to have grown in a region that includes Indonesia and the Philippines and New Guinea. Mm-hmm. So they originated in Southeast Asia, but they were not the size that we were familiar with today. Now are they the little ones? They were yeah. small, about as long as an adult finger. Mm-hmm. I've seen those and. As the Arabic-speaking explorers saw them, they named them Banan, which is Arabic for finger. Oh, I did not know that. Very cool. Yeah. There's a little debate about that. We love a debate. Some historians believe that the name has come from a local language in West Africa. That would make a little more sense, but... And do you know the, the name of the popular banana today? It actually, the type of banana it is cavendish very good jill oh i like my trivia (laughs) yes the variety of banana best known to us today is the cavendish banana named after englishman william spencer cavendish the sixth duke of devonshire (laughs) and we think that the original cavendish plants were brought from southern china in about 1826 Now we're in modern times. Eventually made it to England, where derivatives from these plants were obtained by William Spencer Cavendish's gardener, 
and we know his name, Joseph Paxton, and he propagated them and grew them in greenhouses. And the bananas became very popular with the English. Anyway, let's jump again into the 20th century. Okay. The banana that was being eaten mostly was not the Cavendish banana. It was the Gros Michel banana. It was a little smaller than the current banana, and it was almost wiped out to extinction by a fungus. Mm, they needed a little genetic variability there, huh? Right. They did. The, the, both the Gros Michel banana and the Cavendish are uh, very, very, very specific without very much genetic variability in them at all. But the Cavendish was resistant to that particular fungus. But, Jill. Yes, Chris? It has a different taste. Oh, so bananas that people were eating in the 1800s might not necessarily, like if those people could fast forward to now, they would be like, this is not a banana. And the 1900s. Yeah. Have you ever tasted or smelled artificial banana flavoring? Yes, interestingly, it's interesting to me that you say that because I like to eat bananas, but I do not appreciate banana-flavored things. Yes, those banana-flavored things are rumored to have been based on the Gros Michel banana. Oh my gosh, I all this time, I never knew why I like bananas and not banana-flavored things. The Gros Michel tastes exactly like that artificial flavor wow so that lip balm that's at the bottom of the bathroom drawer that i would only use in times of great desperation when i can find no other lip balm the banana boat yeah well i think <laughs> it's a i think it's a sun bum one just flavored yeah. like banana yeah 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 exactly so this has no artificial banana in it it does have and i was very confused by the making of this cookie because it does not follow any of the rules that you and I have learned for gluten-free baking. You do not whip the butter and the sugar together. You do not chill the dough in the refrigerator you do, at all? You, uh, you, chew, you, you can chill it a little bit, but it makes no difference. Okay. You do not add a variety or a large number of eggs or egg whites to help mm -hmm. build build it up the matrix mm -hmm. so you actually melt the butter and you brown it mm. and then you no wonder it looks so tasty you cool it but it doesn't solidify and then you just mix that together with the sugar and then you put in a egg yolk which is not protein gonna help yeah oh it, it, oh it will no no it's just fat mm. and you mix that in and you're using brown sugar. You're not using any granulated sugar. Brown butter, brown sugar. Yeah, bananas. so you're going for a tasty taste taste. And when then you, get to eat it? you use these very ripe bananas, very mm -hmm. ripened bananas. And they are what you will find out shortly, the sweetest bananas you can possibly put in. They're almost pure glucose and maltose. Because they're so ripe? Yes. Oh, okay. So, this is an odd recipe. Let's see what it tastes like. 
Are you ready? I am. Okay, here we go. Mmm. Okay. It's soft. It smells so good. Before you even eat it, you already love it. <laughs> it is soft. It tastes like ripe, delicious bananas. So good. It's got a nice mouth feel. It's chewy. It's rolled in a cinnamon sugar. Mm-hmm. Again, with brown sugar, a little bit of granulated sugar, and cinnamon. That's all. I don't want to stop eating it to talk about it. <laughs> it's a good cookie. I like it. The extra step of browning the butter, I think, is important because it adds a, a, a richer flavor that helps to balance the banana. But it's so good. It makes me want to never eat a snickerdoodle again. Oh, yeah. It does look like a snickerdoodle, doesn't it? It looks like you're expecting. But it's like a hundred times better. In fact, we could name it the snickerdoodle surprise. Or the snickerdon't. Don't snickerdoodles, aren't they famous for using cream of tartar? I don't know, but this cookie is really high on my list, Chris. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah. Fairly easy. Fairly easy to make. It would be more difficult to make if you had to wait for your bananas to ripen. Like if you want the cookies, it's not like, I'm just going to whip up a batch of these. You need the super ripe bananas. You need the super ripe bananas. And here's the science portion of the banana podcast. It's pretty short. Bananas as a fruit are one of the most most starch-filled fruits there is. Okay. Between 15 and 35% of their fresh weight is just starch, similar to a potato. Have you ever eaten a really green banana? Not a really green one, no. They're not sweet, though. Would you agree that if it's not ripe, it's it's much less sweet? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm I know p- different people like their bananas at different levels of ripeness. I like mine to be yellow with some pinprick spots mm-hmm. of brown. Yeah, me too. And because during ripening, you have starch being metabolized to sugar. And the thing that's doing the metabolizing is an enzyme that lives Mm -hmm. in the banana called Mm -hmm. amylase. This does not surprise me. This seems logical. Right. So roughly the banana starts with about 14% starch and 8% sugar by weight. The enzyme amylase is so effective that by the time the banana turned completely black when I used it, Mm. there was no starch in it at all. It was just glucose and maltose. And that banana is just doing that by itself. All by itself. Now, if you want to speed up the process, some people say put it in a paper bag. Yeah, I've heard that. Because bananas also release a gas that activates the amylase to do its thing. And by putting it in the paper bag, you trap that gas in the bag and it will ripen a little faster. But it's still going to take a couple days. It's going to take a few days, yeah. If you want to get that amylase out, you can do two things. One, you can just mush up the banana. Just mush it. Yeah. Until it's like pudding. Yeah. And you activate the amylase and it okay. breaks down the starch and you're breaking down the starch, right, manually. But, yeah. But, and that allows the amylase to work a lot easier on it and faster. And within 20 minutes, you have a pretty sweeter 
banana, and you've probably done a 50% increase in the amount of sugar. That's a cool pro tip. If you want to go even faster and you want sweeter, 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 the sweet, as sweet as the dark bananas that I use, add an egg yolk to your mashed mm-hmm. bananas. Egg mm-hmm. yolks are full I mean, the, of... Just am- the yolk? When I make banana bread, I put... There's whole egg in it. Right. That's probably much more for the effect, the airy effect that we're trying to get and some moisture but uh-huh. uh, and fat. But this egg yolk has one purpose in the mashed banana, and that is that egg yolk is full of amylase. And so you... Put more amylase in, you break down the it starch ex- a lot faster. Accelerates it, yeah. 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 So there's a little bit of banana science. I have a, I have another little bit of banana science. You that, do? That came, that came to light this week. This week? Yeah, I it's don't know. Cutting if edge about it. banana science? Yeah. That's well, bananas. <laughs> I don't know whether you want to call it. It's really cutting edge elephant science. <gasps> okay. Do you want to hear about it? Yeah. So there's an elephant in the Berlin Zoo in Germany who peels her bananas. I saw that. But she only does it if they're perfectly ripe, like I described to you. Really? So if her keepers give her unripe bananas, she eats them whole, including the peel. And if they give her brown bananas, she tosses them aside. But if they give her perfect bananas, she breaks them in half and shakes the fruit out and eats the fruit. But if it's like a big group and they give them a big bunch of bananas, she'll still eat all of them whole, except for the last one she gives her. I think she's trying to make sure that she gets to eat the bananas, right? Yes, because there's competition. Yeah, once she has her her fill, then she gives herself a treat of peeling the banana. And so scientists are studying it because they're wondering if she figured out about peeling the fruit from her human handlers. Like, did she see them peel fruit for her? How will they know? They're going to study, do a study, and um, see if it can give them a little window into her her animal behavior. Wow. She's not just going to have to fill out a Google form? <laughs> she probably could. Elephants... <laughs> Elephants are so smart and their trunks are so dexterous, you probably could fill out a Google form. Yeah. Well, thank you for the additional tidbit of science. What's her name? Her name is, um, I believe it's Pang Fa, P-A-N-G-P-H-A. All right. Well, thank you for sharing. And we will... Thank you for sharing these delicious cookies. Keep your trunks off my cookies. Oh, very good, Jill. And we will be back next week with more exciting and revealing history and science how do we do it week after week we're full of science and we're full it's of incredible history. yeah yeah thanks we're for tuning in listeners from around the world and we will see you next week bye bye chris bye it's cookie lab